Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Men in Tights podcast. I apologize for not having an episode up for last week. The reason was there was another change in my Monday to Friday schedule, and I had to do a lot of adjusting to that schedule. But I'm back this week, so let's get on with the show. Today's episode is all about the WWE's 10th Annual Elimination Chamber pay-per-view event, our second stop on the road to WrestleMania 35. Now, there have been some changes made to the card from what it was originally supposed to be, and I'll address those changes as I go on throughout the podcast. But first, I want to take this moment to acknowledge the passing of WWE Hall of Famer Pedro Morales, who passed away this week at the age of 76. There's my cat coming in to interrupt me. Um, Pedro Morales, he was the first man in WWE history to become a Triple Crown Champion, having won the WWF Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, and the World Tag Team Championships with his partner, another WWE Hall of Famer, Bob Backlund. My thoughts, prayers, and condolences go out to his family. Obviously, they're not going to be listening to this, but putting the positive vibes out there. Now, let's get to those predictions, shall we? And it's a pretty stacked card on paper, even though there's a couple of matches that, you know, the results are pretty obvious and others where it's just like, eh, do we really need that match? But anyways, uh, first up we have the kickoff match, which, I don't know, I hate that they keep putting this championship on the kickoff shows, but uh, we have the Cruiserweight Champion Buddy Murphy defending against Akira Tozawa. And obviously this is going to be a very exciting match. I'm a fan of both guys. We both know that they can deliver. And Tozawa is a former Cruiserweight Champion. And uh, if you saw 2 out 5 live this week, you remember from the contract signing the for this match that Tozawa said, you know, that the something... I remember exactly what it said because, yeah. That is how you know made a little mention about hey I I dethroned the king of the cruiserweights which of course was Neville, aka Pac, who is officially part of AEW. In case you haven't checked out the couple of press conferences they've had between last month and this month, but yeah, even though he you know lost the title back to him you know less than a week later, still the you know point of it is that. You know, he dethroned him, or was the first man to dethrone him when he was, you know, the dominant cruiserweight champion during 2017. Damn, I sure do miss seeing Neville on 205 Live. Anyways, but, you know, Buddy Murphy has been a solid champion since he won it from Cedric Alexander at the Super Showdown. Um, now, but, I'm thinking that... Maybe he's going to, they want to build towards him losing to somebody else at maybe WrestleMania, you know, probably going to put that on the kickoff show there as well. But yeah, that's my prediction. Buddy Murphy to retain the Cruiserweight Championship and go on to defend it again in a kickoff match for Fastlane and then again on a kickoff match at WrestleMania. <sighs> Seriously, WWE, stop putting the Cruiserweight title on the kickoff show, it's it usually ends up being one of the best matches on the entire pay-per-view. They need to, they really should give it the the proper attention it deserves. Because not everyone watches the kickoff. I, don't, I not, most of the time I don't watch the kickoff. You know, especially when it's the two-hour kickoffs. That that's when I really don't watch. 
Uh, anyways. Next matchup we have is the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Champions Miz and Shane McMahon defending against the Usos. And I know going seen all over Instagram and Twitter the that one of the Usos got arrested this week for something with the police, but you know I don't give a shit about that. But anyways now this is also gonna be another match that gonna be very good especially after the match that Miz and Shane had against the bar at the Royal Rumble that one was a, a much better match than most people anticipated it to be and uh you know because the the chemistry between Miz and Shane I don't know it's I don't know it started out all funky with the world with the world cup tournament thing and but it's it's really grown into some good solid entertaining WWE television it really has now, like I said, it's going to be a very good match. We, we already know that. All four men have given us great matches over the years. And the only question is, you know, what kind of crazy spot is Shane McMahon going to do this time? Because at the Rumble, he won it with the Shooting Star Press, which I haven't seen him do, I think, since his street fight against Kurt Angle at King of the Ring 2001. I could be wrong, but that's the one that I remember. Oh, and that was... 18 years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> oh. Well, anyways. Well, my prediction, because uh, I, we still, I still feel like it's going to lead up to Miz versus Shane at WrestleMania. But they're probably not, that's probably not going to happen until at maybe Fastlane. So I'm predicting for Miz and Shane to retain the championships. And there's my cat again interrupting me. Uh, Miz and Shane to retain. Didn't mean for that time, but with some shenanigans going on, where start planting the seeds of dissension amongst the team. Uh, and there she goes again. Uh, the next matchup that I have on my list is the Intercontinental Championship. Bobby Lashley defending against Finn Balor. Uh, now, the Finn Balor fan in me would hope that this means he's going to get an inter the Intercontinental Title. But the way they've been building this feud from basically nothing, you know, because it just kind of kicked off with um, the promo that Finn Balor gave the night after the Royal Rumble, where Lashley just came out and was like, oh, blah, 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 Leo Rush, blah, 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 and then boom, Balor is down, Lashley dominates. <sighs> I don't know, like, there's really no real story for this match. Other than just Bobby Lashley's a dick and he doesn't like Finn Balor, uh, you know, I guess that's a story. I mean, you know, remember from 2008, that's what Mike Knox's story was with Rey Mysterio. Just, eh, I don't know, just, I don't like him. Eh, eh, whatever. Just, yeah. Uh, it's gonna, it'll be a decent match. I mean, of course, Finn Balor is gonna be the one to to do put in the the, the you know the that trying to find the right phrasing for this doing the legwork I guess is the right is the right phrase that I'm looking for and you know Bobby Lashley is gonna do what Bobby Lashley does not that, that not necessarily meaning that you know he's not good because like I said I, I am a fan of Bobby Lashley I prefer his work from Impact when he was there. Because uh, I feel like he had more creative freedom while he was over there, and he was able to do a lot more. 
But, you know, it is what it is. And, and I do predict for Finn Balor to win this match, but I predict it to be via disqualification due to interference from Leo Rush, setting up some kind of match at Fastlane where Leo Rush will be banned from ringside or, you know, suspended above the ring in a shark cage or whatever the fuck, I don't know, something. But yeah, Finn Balor by DQ and setting up another match later on with Leo Rush somehow banned from from the ring or whatever. And then the fourth matchup that I have listed on here is the match that, as I was saying, is kind of just like, why is it even there? Because we've seen it plenty of times already. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Why we are having this match, I don't know. I thought we were done with this story. Uh, I really was. And plus, you know, they, they promised us that we were going to see new matches, new new faces, and that us fans, we are the authority. Ah, <sighs> uh, they sure have seen, they sure seem to be going back on that, aren't they? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. It's just, you know, especially after the way they, they were building up Braun Strowman for a good chunk of 2018, for him to just be relegated to these the same matches over and over and over and over again with fucking Baron Corbin and things like I, used, I was a fan of Baron Corbin when he first came up to, to the main roster and just I don't know what the fuck happened I mean at least he still has that, the, the cool theme song you know so I, I, I at least get to enjoy that part of Baron Corbin <sighs> But just seriously, why are we having this match? We just saw it at TLC, and we've seen it enough times on Monday Night Raw. Why do we need to see it again at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? Why? 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 <sighs> well, honestly, I don't give a shit about this match, but I predict Braun Strowman winning. Uh, but honestly, don't care. I don't care about the match. I don't care who wins, but I predict Braun Strowman. And if I'm wrong, honestly, I don't give a fuck because I just don't give a fuck about the match itself. Uh, and then speaking of, you know, us being the authority and all that shit, we have the Raw Women's Championship match, Ronda Rousey defending against Ruby Riot. But before I get to the match itself, I wanted to talk about last Monday on Raw when... Vince McMahon decided to suspend Becky Lynch for 60 days and replace her in, her, in the world, the Women's Championship match at WrestleMania with Charlotte Flair. Oh, the shitstorm on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube that I saw immediately after that. Oh, honestly, it was it's been quite hilarious to me. Uh, and I'm actually gonna go to my Twitter feed so I can. Read to you the tweet that I put out there defending this thing. Because, I mean, everyone already knows that I'm a Charlotte Flair fan. So, of course, I'm going to defend her in some of these things. <sighs> Alright, scrolling through my timeline. Right. So, you know, looking at a bunch of retweets that I forgot that I retweeted. Let's see, Revival, Kevin Owens, um, uh, Aquaman video, uh... People dressing up as Shawn Michaels for Valentine's Day. Uh, let's see. 
uh, Doom Patrol, which premieres today, you know, when I upload this podcast. That's pretty cool. I'm going to enjoy that over the weekend. Devil and I think sold out. That's pretty cool and exciting. And look forward to watching that pay per view come May 25th. Happy birthday to Tommy Dreamer two days ago. Uh, Zachary Levi tweeting more revival stuff. Uh, Pictures of Charlotte Flair from SmackDown Live this week. Uh, Retweets of former WWE referee Jimmy Corderas. By the way, I I recommend you guys follow Jimmy Corderas on Twitter because his tweets are pretty damn good honestly they like I, like I even tweeted to him it's becoming my, one of my favorite things to do on Twitter and he and he liked and he he liked that tweet and said and he responded I wrote I must say reading Jimmy Cordero's tweets is quickly becoming one of my favorite things to do while on Twitter and he responded that I'm in the minority lol <sighs> but anyways scrolling through more Charlotte Flair pictures uh, told you, I'm a Charlotte Flair fan, so there's, gonna, there's a lot of them. Well, here, here's one tweet. It's not the tweet that I'm talking about, but here's one of them. It's this little gif of a guy drinking a lot of water, and it's spilling everywhere, and I wrote, drinking the tears of fans angry over Charlotte F- being in the women's championship match with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and, and it's true. It's I'm 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 I've been drinking those salty tears all week, and I love it. <sighs> Damn, didn't realize I've been retweeting so many tweets from people this week. Uh, but it's you know it's been an, it's been a busy week for me. <laughs> ah, here it is. It was me responding to somebody else. That's what I wrote about fans getting angry over Charlotte and Becky and Ronda Rousey. The tweets that I'm responding to, here's where it says, from at IamKelsey91, says, Charlotte was always going to be part of the first ever women's WrestleMania main event, no matter what. The fact that you haters are that dumb to never have seen this coming just speaks volumes of the whole situation. And this is what I wrote back. They don't understand the concept of telling a story. And that story is of Becky being passed over once again in favor of Charlotte, making Becky work harder to overcome everything put in her way to become the women's champion at WrestleMania, having her definitive WrestleMania moment. And that is how I feel about this, and that is how I'm going to feel about this. And I'm going to keep defending it as for as long as I can, because, again... It's part of the story, and it makes sense. Because the Becky Lynch that we have now, that story started back at SummerSlam when Charlotte Flair won that match. Because again, she was inserted in the match, taking away Becky's opportunity, basically, and winning the Women's Championship in that match at SummerSlam with Carmella, Becky, and Charlotte. And then... Becky became the Becky Lynch that we know her as now. And what's happening again is Charlotte Flair inserting herself into Becky's match again, taking away her opportunity. It's continuity. It's consistency. It's a story being told. It's basically what happened with Daniel Bryan four years ago for WrestleMania 30. Did everything in his, he overcame everything in his path 
to get to the main event of WrestleMania 30 to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. He had to take on Triple H to even get into the match, and then had to take on Randy Orton and Batista, making Batista tap out to the yes lock to become the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. That is basically what is happening here. Becky Lynch in this story is Daniel Bryan. And we wanted and we wanted Daniel Bryan to overcome all that to become the champion. And we want Becky Lynch to overcome everything to her to become champion at WrestleMania. <laughs> Cause she's going to be in the match. So it's okay to be a little upset with a little upset, but some of you all are going a little overboard, saying all kinds of nonsense like, oh, this is why WWE is dying, you know, and AEW is gonna kill WWE. Well, hate to break it to you, but AEW is not going to kill WWE. If WCW couldn't kill WWE back in the 90s during the Monday Night Wars, and they came very close to actually accomplishing that, they really did. If they couldn't do it, then no wrestling promotion ever will. And to, for, for these fans that believe AEW is going to be the final, na final nail in the coffin of WWE, you're just delusional and living and just feeding into the hype. And I mean, I am excited for AEW. I am excited to see what All Elite Wrestling gives us. And I'm excited to see what Double or Nothing gives us. But as of right now, all, they, all AEW is is internet hype. That's that's the that's the truth. I mean, I the hype has been good. You know, I I tune in for both of their live press conferences through their being the elite YouTube channel. But that's all it's been. They don't have it they don't have a TV deal in place for me to be able to, you know, see what the product is actually going to be. You know, so until they get that TV deal, it's just internet hype. But anyways, went a little off track there. Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. It's gonna be a good match. We already know that. You know, I'm I've like I've said before, I'm a fan of Ruby Riot, I'm a fan of Ronda Rousey. Hell I've, in recent months I've actually been kind of fancying Ruby Riot quite a lot. I don't know if I don't know, it's maybe it's the tattoos, I'm not sure. But we already know Ronda Rousey's gonna retain the title because you know, what's the point of building up to the women's championship main event at WrestleMania if she's just gonna lose it to Ruby Riot at a nothing pay-per-view, basically. No. But yeah, it's gonna be a good match. And Charlotte Flair declared that she's gonna have a front row seat for that match. You know, last 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 week on or this past Tuesday on SmackDown. Oh, sorry. Recording this, you know, late Thursday night. You know, just had just got done having a Deadpool marathon to as my little, you know. Valentine's Day celebration. Hope everybody else that's listening to this had a fun Valentine's Day. <sighs> but anyways, yeah, that's my prediction because we already know Ronda Rousey is going to retain, and then story progresses however it does at Fastlane. Then we get the Women's Championship main event at WrestleMania, and a lot of you know. Well, we this brings us to our two elimination chamber matches. Not sure which one is actually going to be the closing match for the show, but I'll I'll just start it with the. Women's Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match. We have Nia Jax and Tamina versus the Riot Squad versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus the Iconics versus the Boss and Hug Connection versus Naomi and Carmella to crown the first ever Women's Tag Team Champions. 
which is not really the first ever because they did used to have a WWF Women's Tag Team Championship way back before most of us were even born. It was short-lived, but it existed. So it's not really the first ever. It's first ever of now. First ever for this iteration of the championship, but it's not the first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. <sighs> now, I have no idea what's gonna go down in this match, and WWE.com reported that Sasha Banks apparently re-aggravated a shoulder injury, so... We'll see what they're going to do with that on Sunday. Um, uh, from what I remember of the women's elimination chamber match last year, it was pretty damn exciting. Uh, they had some some pretty good spots that I'm surprised these women took. So I'm expecting very much the same th this year. And, uh, and I remember, yeah, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, they were in uh, the chamber last year. I don't remember who else was in it. Was Bailey and Bailey and Sasha Banks were in it? I, I can't remember honestly, uh, but I definitely remember that Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville were part of it because they were they were one of the one of them was the start of the match. I remember that. And but honestly, like most of these teams, like I mean, all the teams are solid teams. But Naomi and Carmella, they've they literally just teamed them up two weeks ago, so I don't think they're gonna win. They 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 have, honestly they have nothing. Nothing that, that makes me believe that they would win. Uh, now, Randy Rose and Sonya Deville, I feel like th at some point that they're going to build to them splitting up and one of them's going to go against Asuka for the Women's Championship, either at Fastlane or at WrestleMania. And speaking of Asuka, where the fuck has she been these last three weeks since, since the Royal Rumble? She has been absent completely. Like, what the fuck? Where is she? She's a SmackDown Women's Champion. Where is she? Where is she? <sighs> whatever but yeah that's I'm feel I feel I feel like that's what they're building towards them to eventually split up or well not really split up but just you know one of them wants to have singles success so I don't, know, I don't so I don't see them winning the tag team championships and uh, riot squad uh, uh, you know I'm not really sure it's I mean I, as much as I like the riot squad I don't see them really winning this match you know Nia Jax and Tamina uh, I mean, if you really want to get the fans to hate them, then, you know, this would be a good way to do it. Um, most people are putting their money on Bailey and Sasha Banks. You know, and it makes sense, you know, you, you, having the crowning the first, you know, brand new champions for, first ever champions for a brand new championship. You want to, you know, kick it off with a good team. You know, but I, I do feel like some people are kind of, you know, pushing the Iconics to the side like they don't mean much, which... I feel like they're going to end up stealing the ma the show with this match, but, you know, we shall see. But my prediction is it's going to come down to Nia Jax and Tamina versus Bailey and Sasha Banks, provided that ba Sasha Banks' shoulder is, you know, well enough for the match, if it's legitimately injured. And Bailey and Sasha Banks to win, the win these championships, and, you know, have fans go home happy, like, yay! Bailey and Sasha are the women's tag team champions, and in a sense, it's and especially because it's going to be a championship that's defended on both shows. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. And this brings us to the WWE World Championship Elimination Chamber match, 
we have the champion, Daniel Bryan, defending against AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, and replacing Mustafa Ali, Kofi Kingston. And if you didn't see SmackDown this week, Mustafa Ali is out because of the eye injury that he sustained from Samoa Joe, and my... Yeah, that, that, that eye injury was pretty bad. <laughs> Which, it sucks that he's gonna have to miss this match, but... And if you saw SmackDown this week and you got to see that gauntlet match, oh, they made the right choice in putting Kofi Kingston in his place because, my God, Kofi Kingston, oh, he was def he, he showed that he can be an Iron Man in WWE because he went for over an hour taking on Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles, and it was, it was awesome. Um... So he's definitely going to be the one, the one that everyone's going to be paying attention to for this match. Uh, yeah, uh, these five men fighting to take away the uh, sustainable hemp and you know fallen fallen oak tree wood championship thing. I don't know if it was oak wood. I don't remember, but yeah, sustainable hemp and and naturally fallen wood tree. Yeah, <laughs> the vegan championship and. I hope WWE sells that, sells that, that on on their online store because I would definitely buy that. It was it's awesome. I fucking love it. But anyways, oh, this is another one that's going to have a lot of crazy spots. I mean, uh, I mean, not all of them have been in elimination elimination chamber matches. I mean, the ones that have had the most experience is Randy Orton because he was in two thousand at SummerSlam two thousand three New Year's Revolution. Uh, uh, yeah, New Year's Revolution 2005, uh, a couple of the Elimination Chambers as well, defended it in 2014 for the, for the championship, so, yeah, Daniel Bryan was a world champion defending in 2012, and AJ Styles was in the 2017 Chamber, and Jeff Hardy's been in quite a few of them as well, so, yeah, they had the experience, Kofi Kingston as well, and Samoa Joe, just, I think this will be his first time, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But, very much like with the couple of the other matches from before, like as I, pre like I predicted with Ronda Rousey, I feel like, you know, they're going to build towards Daniel Bryan losing it in a, to somebody else, maybe at WrestleMania, more like, most likely WrestleMania, because... Yeah, it'd be cool to you know for, see like Jeff Hardy or Kofi Kingston win it on Sunday, but I feel like uh, with Daniel Bryan, especially with on the, the the run that he's been on since November, that they're gonna want to build towards him, you know, him losing it in a in a much bigger deal at WrestleMania. Um, who he would lose it to? I don't know. As as long as it's as as long as it's not another AJ Styles match. You know, sorry. To, you know, I mean, I love those guys, Brian and AJ, but I mean, we've seen them wrestle three times already for the championship, and I'm ready for Brian to defend it against somebody else. So hopefully, after this, it'll be somebody else. Uh, and maybe we can have him and and Jeff Hardy for the one on one for the championship, or him for one on one with Kofi Kingston, or hell, one on one with Mustafa Ali. You know, that'd be a that'd be a hell of a WrestleMania match right there. So, but, so yeah, that's my prediction. Daniel Bryan to retain, walking out of the chamber, still the vegan WWE champion. Ah, 
right, that's it for today. That is my predictions for the WWE Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, and I hope you all enjoyed hearing what I had to say, and I do thank you all for watching and listening, and please remember to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell on the YouTube channel, and don't miss my new uploads, and follow me on social media in the description, blah, 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 you know, the whole, the whole deal. And again, I'm sorry that I didn't get to do this last week, so, but... Uh, please be sure to check back in next week for another shooting the shit episode. Uh, as I said, that I'm going to start doing these more often, especially after the pay-per-views. Uh, next week, I'll be recapping what happens at the Elimination Chamber and all of its fallout on Raw and SmackDown Live. And I'll also co cover everything that I was supposed to have talked about in the podcast last week, such as sharing more of my feelings on toxic fans, uh, some Marvel and DCEU news, and whatever else, you know, I can think of as well. But so I hope you'll tune in for that one. And I promise that I definitely will have it for you next week. Uh, and as always, feel free to tweet me at IamFazitude if you have any suggestions or have any questions for me that you would like for me to answer on a future podcast. I'll take all suggestions into serious consideration and I will answer all questions on future podcasts. And again, thank you all so much for watching for listening and for subscribing uh, i appreciate it very much i really do i'll see you all next week